This is John Halsman, and welcome to a special Patrick Henry podcast this Monday. I'm about to hit the road to go to New York to play the last war game of the year. That would indeed be the 8th of the autumn, which has been incredible, the run we've had on doing keynotes and war games throughout the world. But after heading all over the place, let me see if I can do it. I doubt I can, but let's see. We went to Portugal. We went to Los Angeles. Uh, we will now be in New York twice. Uh, we went to Barcelona. We went to Lake Como. We went to Zurich. And I'm leaving somewhere fantastic out, but that's seven of the eight. And uh, this is the last one of the year before we start an incredibly hectic year as we gear up to get our book done, The Last Best Hope, A History of American Realism, which we hope to have done at the end of next year. And it's going to be possible by a grant from the Koch brothers, uh, the Stand Together Alliance, who have been wonderful partners. And the book is no less than an effort to remake the Republican Party around a realist union of Jeffersonians and Jacksonians. And if we can reorient the party, both its populist and establish, establishment wings around realism, we have ourselves a ball game. We've remade history. Because if we change the Republican Party, we change the United States. And if we change the United States in a realist direction, we change the world. I think the book is that important and that great an opportunity. And I glory in the chance in the next year to get to do some real historical work. Um, Obviously, we'll keep up with the Substack. Uh, I love it in our community and what's going on. We will keep doing this. Um, and this one is extremely important. This is why Twittergate matters. And I really wasn't going to do one today because I have to pack still, get ready, which is always a hassle, traveling. Uh, but ahead of going tomorrow, I just had to talk about Elon Musk releasing the terms upon which Twitter decided to, in essence, censor the New York Post story on Hunter Biden's laptop. And Musk, now that he's the keeper of the keys, uh, that we gave a libertarian, amazingly, and to his immense credit, a libertarian is in charge of one, and is a gatekeeper now of one of the left-wing um, leading commentariats, uh, bastions, and he's showing exactly how corrupt things are. And we all knew that Twitter had censored the New York Post story, and let's be clear, the New York Post is not some newcomer to the news. This was the oldest printed paper still used in the United States. It was founded by no less than Alexander Hamilton. And so this is not the National Enquirer, frankly. And even if it were the Enquirer, if the facts are there, it ought to be printed. And But this was not some disreputable source, but rather a mainstream source that Twitter, being left-wing like all the high-tech platforms, didn't like. And remember, part of the reason that these groups are not um, under Senate investigation as much as one would think is they say, we're just a community board. We have no editorial content. And of course they do. They are card-carrying members like the mainstream media of the Democratic Party. Donald Trump is entirely right about that. Where he's wrong, terribly wrong, horribly wrong, unforgivably wrong, is in saying because of this, somehow the Constitution should be suspended. In the height of his narcissism, he said this this last um, weekend, and this is exactly where both sides of the extremes are driving the rest of us crazy. Because things are so terrible, uh, with Donald Trump, say the left, it's okay to censor things and violate the First Amendment in spirit, if not in practice. That somehow is okay. 
And of course, it's not okay to do that. So that's point one. But on the other hand, to say that because you're picked on or treated badly, that this means that somehow um, you should suspend the Constitution is equally, if not more, crazy. And I, again, the Americans I care about are named Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Washington, and Hamilton. We haven't had five republics like the French. We've had one, and that's the unique exceptionalism of America is the wondrous system of checks and balances the Constitution put in place. And anybody who was against that system, be it Donald Trump saying that because he was treated meanly, somehow the Constitution ought not to apply to his narcissism, uh, this should disqualify the man from being dog catcher or running a lemonade stand. On the other hand, Democratic critics deep in Trump derangement syndrome who think you can suspend the First Amendment and free speech because Donald Trump is a menace to you. Frankly, if it weren't for the rest of us, I'd say these two sides deserve each other. But for the rest of us, it's time to speak up and speak up bravely, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing today. The New York Post was suspended from Twitter for reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop. And the only thing beyond the seamy prostitutes and the drugs and the whiny, self-serving loserdom of Hunter Biden is to remember that this man has the qualifications far less than any of my interns who actually have done things. And yet this man was put on the board of, of a Ukrainian gas, natural gas and energy company and a Chinese financial company. And I don't think they put him on the board because of his expertise. It's an open secret that Hunter Biden and Jim Biden have made a fortune out of the Biden family name for the past several decades. This is a scandal on its own. I don't frankly care if this is criminal or not. What I care about is that it's immoral and that making money off your name and your position is immoral, and that ought to disqualify you also from being president. The idea that Joe Biden somehow never mentioned what Hunter Biden was doing to his son, even though he sat on flights with him when he was vice president as he went out to China, and that it never came out, is more than senility. It's more than a lack of curiosity. It's downright unbelievable. Joe Biden, in my mind, to put it as my grandmother would, lied about the fact that he knew what Hunter Biden was doing. Joe Biden in his whole life has only ever had a government job, a well-paying government job with a nice pension, but at the end of this, not something that's going to make him a millionaire. And yet Joe Biden, like Nancy Pelosi and her husband, utterly shameful, Hillary Clinton and her cattle futures, made a fortune somehow out of being a public servant. I think we're entitled to ask why, and the why is access. Surely the Ukrainian natural gas group and surely the Chinese financial grouping wanted something in return for Hunter Biden being on their board and being paid a king's ransom for sitting there. And it wasn't because of his great intellectual mind. It wasn't because he's such a wonderful businessman and knows so much about global energy issues or as a China expert, someone who works at my political risk firm. No, it's because his last name was simply Biden. And we all know this. And whether this is illegal or merely immoral, it ought to be disqualifying. So let's start there. And that we're so far inured from Nancy Pelosi making a fortune out of hearing what's going on in the world and then buying stock options to that effect, or Hunter Biden cashing in on the family name, or upteen Republicans. Certainly both parties are in this miasma of corruption, and this ought to be stopped absolutely now. But none of this whataboutism lets Joe Biden off the hook. 
Frankly, he and Donald Trump over the weekend have both disqualified themselves, in my view, for being head of a lemonade stand, let alone president. The New York Post, we do know, was suspended from Twitter, which is a private country, uh, company, for reporting on the laptop scandal. And as a private company, it can do so. Under the First Amendment, you can have any bias you want. You can report or not report whatever you want. The key question is, were they directed to do so by the government in any way? If they were, that's the smoking gun. If the government in any way directed directed Twitter to, as the Twitter employees put it, as Elon Musk has released, handle, in that Orwellian term, to handle the New York Post by suspending them for Twitter. And remember, this was just before the election. Biden only won 52 to 48 percent. Things were hanging in the balance. It was a very close election, if clear. And you could certainly argue that by suppressing a story that has real bearing on the fitness of a man to be president, getting it out into the mainstream, which was what a community platform does, be you Twitter, be you Facebook, be you Google, all of whom you know swing to the left of Trotsky are certainly what the Democratic Party's progressive wing. If you allow this to happen, if the community bulletin board, and as Jonathan Turley, uh, the very able uh, lawyer, legal analyst put it, this isn't a community board. This is akin to the telephone deciding who can talk about what on it. If you can prove a link to the government telling them to do this, that is a scandal. But frankly, all of this on its own, if the Republicans were doing this to the Democrats, there would be a Hollywood movie starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, directed by Steven Spielberg, about how terribly diabolical the Republicans are. And yet the Democrats do not hold themselves to any sort of First Amendment standards, which is the foundational Jeffersonian point of the country. Without free speech, frankly, you have nothing. And so the key question is, to what extent did the state work with tech, high-tech, big-tech companies to suppress speech? It's that simple moving forward. Um, it's certainly clear that Twitter used its platform to aid the Democrats, which, although shameful and immoral, is not illegal. Um, and they certainly didn't want Hunter Biden's laptop and the implication that Biden was taking money through name-dropping with Hunter, colluding and bringing along money, and the big guys, it was put it, which I can all assume safely, those of us who aren't entirely moronic, is Joe Biden getting his 10%. Surely this bears discussion. Surely Joe Biden ought to have an explanation as to whether or not he is, from Hunter's point of view, the big guy, as I think we all know he did. He is. Uh, Twitter stopped private users from, users from linking to the New York Post stories, which, again, it can do, even though it's immoral, it's not illegal. But if the government had something to do with it, then we move into a very different realm already. We also know that the FBI had Hunter's laptop a year before the New York Post started to run the content. So they were well aware of what's, what was on it. It's not that they had no idea what was on it. And the simple question is, did the president of the United States profit from the selling of access to himself? And does this compromise him with foreign powers? Um, and no one in big media, the next bit of, the, of this conspiracy, seems to care. After Twittergate has been released, the incredibly incurious New York Times and Washington Post have not deigned to run one story on what Twittergate is about. 
on the Twitter and the people under under Jack Dorsey before Musk took over, who was certainly, again, left of Trotsky and a, a, a card-carrying progressive, that they stopped New York Post stories being linked via Twitter, and none of them seem fit to write one word on Musk's disclosure. This certainly, for, for people who used to do things like Watergate, is shocking, appalling, immoral, and as Musk put it, they're now and ought to be seen as card-carrying members of the Democratic Party. Any pretense to non-bias, to some neutrality, has to be gone when they're not even bothering to look at the story. Now that Musk has made it clear that big tech and big media had their hand in the cookie jar. And the problem is that we all suffer from, for, from a lack of free speech. Big media have not yet printed one word about this story. Beyond this, there's another sinister element that at the time, 51 former intelligence officials, and I know a good number of them, and I asked them only to be brushed off that they knew better than I did, 51 former high-level intelligence officers in the government signed a letter just before the election saying Hunter's laptop bore, quote, all the marks of Russian disinformation. So they hadn't seen the laptop, as they admitted, but it's, they, they were willing, they were confident enough without seeing the laptop to again say it bore all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. They don't even know what's on it. How stupid do they think we are? That if they simply say, I haven't seen it, but trust me, it's Russian disinformation. How moronic does that make the rest of us to not challenge these guys in Republican government over what they've done? Because this is appalling. 51 former high-level intelligence officials, part of the deep state, democratic-leaning deep state, and that's all you can call it at this point, said that this bore all the marks of Russian disinformation, Hunter's laptop, without any of them ever seeing it. And of course, in our horrendous age, not a single one of them has apologized for misleading the public. Now that everyone knows that, indeed, this story is real. Quietly, everyone knows that, but not one word saying there was a problem with this. And this is exactly where we are. So no, there isn't a smoking gun per se showing government definitely directed Twitter as to what to do, though it certainly could be there as we go. But in many ways, this is beside the point. What we have is a clear conspiracy of Twitter and other platforms like Facebook, where Zuckerberg has gone on record testifying, saying, we were warned for the FBI to be on a lookout for Russian disinformation, and so we're aggressive in our censoring. It could be that simple, just saying that. So the presumption is now not on free speech, as it ought to be. The presumption is on, if I see something controversial, it's the Russians picking on the virtuous Democrats to the benefit of the wicked Donald Trump, so let's censor it. It could be that nebulous. That doesn't make it any better. In some ways, to me, that makes things more horrific. But we've had, certainly, big tech in the guise of Twitter, which Musk has now made very clear, showing Pandora's box. Bless him. Again, a libertarian taking over a far-left enclave that dominates the rest of us is the best news I've heard in a long time. And that's why the mainstream media are so hysterical about him taking over. So we have big tech, big media, suppressing things by just ignoring them. If you don't say it, and it's not in the Post or the Times, somehow it isn't real. And their tremendous preternatural lack of curiosity 
ought to be investigated because these guys are now full card-carrying members of the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. We have a deep state of former intelligence officials who, without bothering to read a document, decided they knew what was in the document enough to write a letter to the New York Times and the Washington Post saying Hunter Biden's laptop, which might have harmed Joe Biden in a very close election, bore all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation without knowing what was precisely on the laptop. You couldn't make this up. This is freshman year in high school debating. If you can't win this debate with this set amount of material, there's something very, very wrong with you. So that's there as well. And then in addition, we have the simple fact that whether it's a crime or not, the Biden family had been making a fortune out of access to Joe for the last two decades. And anybody who thinks Jim Biden or Hunter Biden were hired for their expertise knows that they couldn't be qualified to be one of my interns. And I don't mean to disparage my interns. We're very hardworking people with real degrees. It's to actually put the dichotomy between this absolute breathtaking self-entitled loser who's been trading off his last name and hardworking people trying to get ahead in an aspirational society. Instead, we have the Biden family trading on the Biden name and pretending that is an immoral or that somehow doesn't compromise Biden. Frankly, he ought to be disqualified merely for that. I don't care if it's illegal. I care that it's immoral. But it's certainly clear now that Twittergate is out there, that everything we suspected is true, that big tech, big media, the intelligence agencies are much of them operationalized around the FBI, but intelligence officials I've worked with for years as well, plus the Biden family and the Democratic Party are in cahoots together. And everything they say should be taken with a mountain of salt. The Patrick Henry podcast is designed specifically to protect the Jeffersonian precepts of the First Amendment which is everybody who follows me over the years and our community knows I hold sacred. Without free speech, you have nothing. If I'm wrong in anything I'm saying, it ought to be discussed. But that we haven't discussed any of this until Musk lifted the veil is precisely the problem. So the Patrick Henry Award goes to Elon Musk, but this podcast, the Patrick Henry podcast, and the defense of the First Amendment is more important than ever. Just as we should defend the Constitution from those like Trump who want to warp it to his own narcissistic means, we should defend the First Amendment, which is the basis of Republican government, from Democrats who think Trump is so horrible that all the rules can be broken. Let me tell you what I think. In the words of Lincoln, both the Roosevelts, Kennedy, Eisenhower, and the founders of this country, I think they're all wrong. I think that the law is made for everyone, and no one must be above it. And no threat to it allows us to destroy the Constitution that makes America the truly exceptional and wonderful place that it's been. Hope you enjoy this. Very happy to do this before I go. Uh, for those of you who haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And for those of you who want this fire-breathing defense of the First Amendment, please do, in addition to subscribing, give the $70 a year or $7 a month, the $70 a year we're asking to give you this fire-breathing defense of our Jeffersonian Republic. Thanks very much.